We'd like to thank Airbnb for being the presenting sponsor of African Tech Roundup's podcast miniseries on inclusive travel and tourism, recorded at the Africa Travel Summit. Visit Airbnb.com right now to discover and book unique homes, experiences, and places all over the world. They're all waiting at Airbnb.com. I'm Andy Lemasugu, and on this podcast, I spent some time with two exceptional Capetonian entrepreneurs who are both involved in a youth-focused tech hub initiative called the Masake Techville Creative Technology Center in Langa, where they both grew up. One of them co-founded the Simon Depores men's clothing brand in 2007, while studying finance and economics at the University of Cape Town, and is currently working to launch an art gallery in Langa. The other chap is a street art curator and hospitality and entertainment innovator who was previously part of the independent record label 021 Records, alongside notable stablemates DJ Foster and Skullman. Listen in for insight into the grassroots struggle to bring disadvantaged youth up to speed with advances in tech in order to set them up for success in today's increasingly digital world. This is an independent African Tech Roundup production. The opinions expressed by me, your host, and those of my guests do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the presenting partner, Airbnb. Hi, I am um, Bilon Lugana. I am from Gualanga. Work for a company called Fortune Yield, and I'm also a part of an organization called Masake Foundation. Hi, my name is Tulani Fesi from Langa, local Cape Townian. Work for Masake Techful as well as Travel to Cup. Welcome to the African Tech Roundup, Mbilo and Tulan. Thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So situate us because a lot of our listeners have no idea where Gualanga is, never mind Cape Town. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Our listeners are a lot smarter than that. But where, where are we? So we are in the home of Brenda Fasi, Sisma Brr. Um, local talent has been created from Langa, from the likes of Temba Bavuma, like right now playing for the Protea SA cricket team. Um, we're also in the center of Cape Town, I'd say. Um, you know, this is where a lot of dreams, I would say, um, came out of from, you know, previously disadvantaged times. Hold on there. You say the center of Cape Town. People immediately think of some of the pictures we see online. If I were to Google Cape Town right now and think, oh, I must know where he's talking about. But that's not where we are, is it? No, not at all. So why I'm saying it's the center of Cape Town geographically, it's in the middle of Cape Town five minutes away from the airport, five minutes away from the central business district. So, which leaves us in that space of we are actually the heart of Cape Town. You've already started to allude to this incredible heritage in terms of the contribution to sport and culture and uh, I suppose pre-freedom history. Give me a sense of what's changed since things weren't so great for us. And when I say us, anyone with a with, a, with some melanin in their skin wouldn't have been as settled as they are today, perhaps pre-1994. What's changed? Well, I mean, uh, I am uh, 28 years old. So for me, the time period of the change has been quite short. So I would say that if we actually look at the crux of actually what is going on, not a lot has changed in the community. I mean, we've grown up in the community, myself and uh, Tulani, and uh, the things that have been happening in the community when we grew up, where it was like kind of a youth center where the youth could go and DJ and play pool and interact and play sport, those type of things aren't happening anymore. And now we're sort of seeing youth being very, very bored. And once you're bored, you start living a life of crime because there's nothing really to do. So I want to say things have gotten better, but 
uh, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done in the community. You guys are on the podcast to discuss a pretty exciting development in your neighborhood to push back on the reality you're talking about. But give me a sense of how you end up in the position you're in, Tulani, the two of you. Young entrepreneurs with a vision for how technology deployed correctly can start to impact communities in the way you'd like to see. Um, yeah, just to go back to what Mbilo was saying, you know, how I perceive it. I mean, things haven't changed in a sense because, I mean, looking at the matric results of last year where a school like Langa High received 34% matric rates is like very shocking. I mean, I'm privileged enough to have gone to schools outside. Hence, you know, I can then come back and see things that I would definitely want to change to catch up into the times that, you know, the world is moving on right now. Full disclosure, you and I were at the same uh, university. Shout out to you, Heldeberg College. Shout out to Heldeberg College. Yeah, definitely, man. Not at the same time, by the way. You, 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 you obviously, you're bringing up the rear here. Yeah, much older generation. Thank you so much for putting it that way, Tulani. Really people that, you know, you look up to and now that, you know, looking at what you're doing right now and looking what I'm doing right now, it's clear to see that, you know, we come from a similar type of, you know, educational background in terms of, you know, achieving and doing the most that you can do. So, I mean, in essence, that is what we now look to amplify in Langa, where, you know, we want to catch up with the times which other Model C urban schools are doing. Model C, explain that. Our listeners probably won't understand what that means. Okay, meaning that, you know, schools in suburban areas which have a similar, you know, education curriculum, but in terms of achievement and passing results is totally different to, you know, schools and townships. So we want to accelerate, you know, that level of education using technology. Uh, and I suppose someone might have just uh, clicked on this podcast and is wondering, like, why I'm, I'm, I'm sort of scratching at these sores, as it were, you know. And I think context is key to sketch a picture for our audience about the privilege we're sort of leveraging in our own lives that put us in a position to have this discussion, number one, in what was formerly a space that was not one that would host a conference, never mind, keep us here all day comfortably and excited to be here. So, Mpilo, what's your story in terms of that? The last kind of month and a half to two months has been quite an interesting journey uh, because we have been in the process of trying to uh, realize this dream that we have of having a design and technology center here in Langa. So for us, uh, the whole technology aspect and bringing it into township has always been important. But why? Like, what would have led you to, to have that burden, aside from growing up here and wanting to see it? What did you see out there at, at, that you wanted to bring back? I mean, look, I've got access to internet, like, all the time. I'm on my mobile, and I'm using my mobile, the amount of data that I have to use uh, is ridiculous. I think we've got, like, some of the highest data rates in the world. Mobile data, yeah? Yeah. So I come to the township and there are only a few places where I can get access to internet. And I, I start looking around, I'm like, okay, if I'm in town, I can go to a coffee shop, go on the internet, or go to the library, go on the internet. Over here, it's very few places that I can do that. So what we started doing is that we went to a lot of the town, uh, township schools. Uh, there's about, correct me if I'm wrong, there's about eight schools. Four primary schools, four high schools, correct. Yeah, so we started doing a tour and um, we're still in that process and we found it shocking that 
you go to most of these schools and let alone internet access there's basically no computers there's no hardware there's the, the kids haven't got access to to the internet they don't have access to computers and in this day and age that's kind of that kind of we find that kind of ridiculous I minutes mean, so there are oversimplifications around hey why do they need computers anyway isn't africa mobile well turns out if you're going to create solutions that actually meet grassroots problems you need a little more than a smartphone in your hand i guess i mean definitely um and also then even if you do have a smartphone in your hand there's the question of data which you've you know the cost of connection and yes while there're all these free wifi initiatives i think the untold story is that they're not quite as as widespread and certainly not nearly as good and robust as they as they could be yeah definitely i mean there's not as much except for the center that we in right now so here at kugas tebe this is the only free government point of you know internet access on that level as well it's not just about internet usage you know kids don't get to attend science fairs you know we're looking for the next inventors you know we've got a water problem in south in cape town right now but you know the next generation has not been given or harnessed that opportunity to think creatively in trying you know to find solutions to that and i mean i went to a school where you know there was a science fair internally every year and you'd been taken into a provincial one the international one my baby brother right now goes to kuro private school where they've got robotics in the school and you know you look at a, another high school here and you're like wow i mean you want our kids to go let's say to the university of cape town coming from two different playing grounds one coming from a playing field where they've been harnessed and given everything and the other one where you know they've barely been spoon fed the enough you know equipments or education mindsets to be able you know to create the new cape town the new south africa and you know to enter into the new world you know on a competitive level that's just yeah some of the things that we trying to to bring into a space like langa so kids can be given the equipment and be allowed you know to fly and dream on their own instead of you know being subjected to being given what you know is perceived as rights instead of being given what you know they should be using to embrace and build their own their own spectrums so how are you looking to solve for the the issues that tulani has brought on pilo we really want to have the access to the information be free and we really trying to get low internet charges or hopefully free internet into marginalized areas because this is how we feel that in the past that these areas have been designed not to fuel growth these areas have been designed to to sort of hide information so we're trying to basically tell the community that listen guys it's a level playing field now uh now more than ever as you if you've got internet connection and you've got um even a smartphone you can learn a lot of skills by yourself so we're trying to kind of also en- enable people to to go out there and be curious and to to learn on that i mean it's not just as well like i've been saying about technology so there's also the aspect of financial coaching and training and you know developing that financial sound mindset at a young age so that by the time you know you're making financial decisions from 18 you can actually make proper financial decisions it sounds like critical thinking to me definitely in that sense yeah we're taking a quick breather to thank the presenting sponsor of this series Airbnb can you imagine a world without travel we certainly can't 
And that's why at African Tech Roundup, we reckon that the opportunity to travel and experience everything our world has to offer should be something everyone can enjoy. Airbnb happens to think so too. They also believe that Africa's travel and tourism industry can do a lot to sustainably empower and economically elevate underserved communities, which is why they hosted the first ever Africa Travel Summit in Cape Town's Walanga Township in 2018, where the series was recorded. Airbnb can't wait to put you onto millions of unique homes, experiences, and places all over the world. Book now at airbnb.com. And now, back to the conversation. So we literally just ran into each other in, in, in the corridors, you know, and, and then you guys started telling me about this unprecedented development that you and others have now acquired the land in Langa, you know, to build. And my question to you offline was sort of, guys, all of these stats around how many innovation hubs we have on the continent and the massive debates around their efficacy and, and of course... People who are investing and pouring impact investment funds into the space, foreign aid into the space, uh, certainly want the world to think they're doing the right thing by building one incubator, accelerator, innovation hub after another. And I said to you guys, like, why Langa? Why is this one different? How is it different? And I think we've created the context for why Langa needs a place like this. We've, we've talked about the heritage, why Langa's contribution, uh, punching way beyond its weight. Uh, in terms of just contributing incredible South Africans and Africans doing incredible things in the world. Uh, and, and so I've bought into this notion that we need to give people the opportunity to, to contribute in ways they haven't done before. But give the people what you told me, like what and why. So primarily we're talking about the Masake Creative Technology Center. It's a creative, as I highlight the word creative, where it, it's giving you know, young kids from the age of 6 to 18, the platform to think creatively on their own using the various technologies around us. For example, you, you want to get into finance, you want to be an accountant. At the end of the day, you need a computer with a financial program to use. You know, you want to get into architecture, it's the same thing. But now with technology, you know, you are able to create apps or websites or other technology-driven things at such a young age if you're given the you know education and fast tracked basically you know shown how things are done hey, you can even make robots and, and program uh, and program software like from your bedroom now at a, at a young age so why should we then wait you know to get out of high school to be given those tools you know to think in that manner why can we not start that at a young age and Going back to why Langa, I've witnessed, for example, Mbilo. Mbilo, you know, through his clothing line, the first guy from Langa I know who managed to get into SA Fashion Men's Week, SA Cape, Cape Town Men's Week, you know, came from Langa. You know, had a store outside of Langa, but the dream was driven from here. Dude, Mbilo, you're holding out on us, bro. Like, you're doing Fashion Week? Well, that explains how the brothers are dressed. This Sorry, on that, I mean, the Ngugana family, Mbilo's family, is like the pioneers of music, jazz, in Cape Town, South Africa in general. Now, another grandson from that family, ooh, DJ Foster, produced music from using car speakers and an old computer to having Skrillex, Skrillex, the USA international DJ, at his house for a week. That's through just basic means of, you know, technology, not even world-class, you know, studio equipment. But through that, he managed, you know, to, they've just finished building the Bridges for Music Center just down the road. And that all just started, you know, from an old computer with, you know, car speakers. But the music was authentic, it was genuine, it was real. So if I can, you know, in my position, give a kid 
the mechanisms to dream, to think creatively using technology, we can create, you know, our next Shuttleworth from Langa, our next Elon Musk from Langa, the next Bill Gates maybe from Langa, because we've seen it politically, arts and culturally, you know, sports-wise, someone great has been created from Langa in any industry given. So that's one of the, the real fundamentals in, you know, giving the center back to the people. Huge differentiator, catching them young, also contributing to what I think is also a gap missing in our in our sort of startup ecosystem on the continent, within tech or otherwise. The the freedom to fail, we just don't have it, right? Like, we all come from some, a certain level of, of privilege. All three of us, when I think of your family in Pilo or the background that allowed you to get, you know, private school education to Lani, and the same for me. So when I think about what it takes to sort of risk everything on an idea or a passion and what failure means for someone who's not in our position of privilege but from a place like Langa I feel like that's what I like about what I'm hearing about you guys and and frankly why I invited you to jump on the mic with me because I felt like okay that's different I love how it seems to be market relevant speaking to grassroots needs it's understanding the need to catch people early it's leveraging privilege in a way that people who aren't in your position probably can't you kind of have to be from Langa be endowed with what you guys have in order for an idea like this to truly come to fruition and be relevant am I getting this right what, what Mpilo yeah you are 100% man for us I mean like when you're speaking about the failure aspect uh, I believe you only fail once you stop you know if you carry on going you don't count that as a failure you just count that as a hump in the road you know it's except some people have to stop because that's all there is and it's like eat or carry on and like you've got to eat so you don't carry on yeah no 100% 100% a big kind of mission for us is to to change culture and and when I say culture I mean uh, in terms of the way people think and the way people interact with their environment uh, I think uh, that's going to be very important for the future and um, allowing the young kids to be involved in designing their own future, designing the place that they want to live in because we can't just leave it up to the older people because they're going to be gone soon, you know? Also, I think it's quite something, and you said this offline before, they didn't choose the design that went into where they've come up. And I think a lot of kids grow up believing they can't influence the design for their future and what this place could be in the future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, the way the townships were designed was designed not to fuel growth. It was designed to suppress people. So uh, in order to change what's happening in the township, you have to change the design of the township. You have to really start looking at different aspects and say, is this the right way to do this? Uh, And I feel like the most innovative things are going to come from the youth because they have the brains that, that haven't been sort of said don't do this don't do this we need to say to our kids really start experimenting and really getting them involved in solving the problems that we have that we're facing right now and the way that we want to do that in uh, the matake techville center is to teach them a way of thinking teach them critical thinking teach them design thinking uh, teach them how to solve their own problems. They can be small problems. can be start off really, really small. How do you solve this issue? Or how was this toy made? And make them really understand their environment because once they understand their environment, they'll be able to influence the environment and change the environment for the better. So those are the type of things that we really are trying to spark in, uh, in the youngsters because you go to the primary schools and... 
they're been taught maths, they've been taught science, but they're not been taught how to apply all of these skills. So this is where we come in, where we want to say, okay, with your design and your technology, let's take your math skills, let's take your physics skills, let's put them to practice, make something that kind of works so that you can understand the world around you. Bringing such a center to the township as well, to Langa, I mean, you look at something like the watershed, uh, the waterfronts, where at this African Travel Summit that we are today, you know, they talking, we're talking about spreading, you know, the growth of tourism into other sectors as well, like township tourism. But now, us bringing a similar s- structural center into Langa, it's not just about, you know, enhancing the children, but it's also about enhancing, you know, local economy on a holistic level, job creation, growing tourism and tourism participation. It's not just about tourists coming in, taking pictures, but are they enacting, engaging, and, you know, maybe volunteering their time as well to teach the kids in various aspects of what they represent back home. We look at tourism as uh, international relations. So essentially you've got outside people who could be potential investors in anything that come and they interact with the people. And what happens most of the time is that when people come into Langa, they look around and they're like, wow, we see the potential, we see the beauty, we appreciate the history. Where can we help? I would love to do this or do that inside the community. It's, it's really like the tourists come in and they want to really help out. So if for us, it's about being able to connect the local economy of Langa with the tourist aspect to create economic development. All right, well, fellas, listen, um, thank you so much for being here. And I kind of bamboozled you. <laughs> it was a happy chance occurrence. Um, and I wish you all the very best. At what you guys aspirationally are here to do in terms of elevating what is possible in terms of Langa, its people, and their potential is something I'm definitely rooting for. And I look forward to perhaps hosting a conference of our own in your in your brand new facility man definitely that is you know the step forward we actually we've been in discussion of that in terms of having you know technology summits something in that lines something on the tourism lines as well something on the arts lines as well so i mean it's not just about external outside forces coming to amplify what we already have but it's also about now us taking the stance and doing exactly what you know people like Airbnb are doing. You must have surveyed the space in terms of what initiatives are on the go, like Kukas Tebe. And I, I imagine you see the potential for collaboration where that, that makes sense and then bringing to the table things that haven't been done before. I imagine you guys are thinking in that way, right? I mean, we are in general already collaborating in terms of bringing everything to life with people like um, the city of Cape Town, you know, enterprise and development and other, you know, key figures, private figures as well. I suppose the reason I ask is because part of my pet peeve around like the innovation hub movement is founders in that space typically don't seem to be sensitive to overlap or prone to collaboration and I'm hoping you guys that you bring you bring that to the table in a way that perhaps we haven't seen before I mean just to add on the it's it's in in essence the Masake tech center it's not just about Langa techful sorry so it's about having you know this here in Langa Mitchell's Plain in Kailicha in Etigini in Mtata you know in Mlazi and now having platforms for similar-minded youngsters to all collaborate, you know, 
within the center spaces and you know bring new ideas to the table definitely open for collaborations and working with all different types of forces man that's that's you know it's about that in general all right i like where the rhetoric is at i look forward to seeing this thing come to fruition chaps thank you so much mpilo tulani wish you guys best man it's been a pleasure man thank you very much for having us awesome thank you very much man uh-huh.